Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome into the early line live right here on sports grid on a monday morning i am kevin walsh and i am joined as always by donnie right side donnie how are you monday refreshed and ready as we like to say kevin new week new money four playoff games in baseball a massive football card over the weekend big time monday night football game tonight kevin we can't waste any more time can we on a monday here no we can't we absolutely cannot seven and seven top headlines it could easily be 14 and 14. there's a zillion things that happen so as donnie said let's hit the ground running with sunday night football oh me oh my it's time to panic in kansas city the buffalo bills rolling arrowhead having a 38 20 victory for the buffalo bills four total touchdowns for josh allen mahomes throws two interceptions and the bills move on to four and one the chiefs are under 500 yeah two and three chiefs here but also let's take a look at the bills here four and one now overall and if you take a look at the mvp race somebody stands head and shoulders above everybody else and that's josh allen sensational game overall by the bills kevin last week i told people i don't need the points in this one i have the better team in the buffalo bills and they really showed it why because you can trust their defense when you can't trust kansas city's impressive performance and this one kevin might go a long way to who gets home field advantage in the afc Mr. Moneyline Dog, Donnie Wrightside, continues. We'll talk more about Sunday night football and the implications it does have on the greater picture of the AFC. On the NFC side, the other top contender, I would say, through five weeks for the MVP, Kyler Murray, kept his team unbeaten. The Cardinals take down Trey Lance and the San Francisco 49ers, 17-10. A cover for Arizona, a bang under in this football game. No, it certainly was. I was kind of interested to see because Arizona did struggle moving the football, but maybe Kevin is just a product of the environment saying, hey, look, we're looking on the opposite sideline. There's not many weapons over here. And with a rookie quarterback making his first career start, game got interesting spread-wise in the second half, but Arizona was in control of this entire football game, got the win and the cover as expected here. No George Kittle in that game. Rookie quarterback, as I said, for the 49ers. Doesn't look good here. Kyle Shanahan, the genius. Where are you at? Where are you at right now? Mm, I'll tell you one coach that knows where is that. That's Brandon Staley. I mean, is this guy miraculous or what? And the Chargers overall continuing to get the job done. Justin Herbert, five total touchdowns. The Chargers go to four and one, beating the Cleveland Browns 47-42, Donnie. What an unbelievable game. We'll talk a little bit later about some of the theatrics, I would like to say, that took place in the last few Mm. minutes there. But you take a look, 47-42, you're right, an ultra-high-scoring game. How about 41 points scored in the fourth quarter? A shootout, left and right, up and down the field. Amazing performances. And if you are the Miami Dolphins and you watch TV, you see Justin Herbert out here, 398, four touchdowns, no picks, and a passer rating of 122. Oh, boy, does that hurt, Kevin. It, it certainly does. Also, the Cleveland Browns, and we'll have plenty of time to expand on these things. There is no unit I know less about than the Cleveland <laughs> Browns defense. I know absolutely nothing on that team. One more NFL headline makes the cut here. The Jacksonville Jaguars lose their 20th straight football game. They look decent in these games for a little bit. And then, not for the rest of them, they dropped to the Tennessee Titans by a final score of 37-19. Derrick Henry, a casual 130 yards and three touchdowns as the radio audience enters the fold here. Appreciate all those listening to the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside with you on a Monday morning. Donnie, Jags, no dice. Yeah, um- 
I almost wanted to text you yesterday saying, all right, Derrick Henry scored the first time. Well, I had to send multiple texts probably to you, Kevin, with a three-touchdown performance by Henry, which on the season looks pretty good to me right now. But it's also when you take a look at the Jaguars. I don't really know if the offense overall is the issue, but the defense, Kevin, they cannot stop anybody. If you are a team total backer, look towards those Jaguars each and every week. Yeah, I know that means that Donnie was looking towards the Titans oh, this yeah. past weekend yeah. here. Very nice. By the way, the NFL, a wild land. College football, though, would like to enter the chat. The number one team in the country is no longer the Alabama Crimson Tide. As 17.5-point favorites, they lose outright to Texas A&M 41-38, Donnie. Absolute shocker here down at Kyle Field. But that's the sensational part about college football, Kevin. I love the pageantry around it. An SEC football game in Texas at night, and Alabama gets upset. And I got to tell you, more from Alabama getting upset is we'll talk later in the show about the AP rankings now. It is the wild, wild west. Welcome to 2021. And, oh, yeah, putting four teams in, I can't wait to hear the arguments at the end of this year. I cannot wait for Bama to pull their favorite trick of not even making the conference championship <laughs> game and still getting in. Quickly, Major League Baseball here. Two games yesterday. The White Sox avoid elimination, Donnie. 12-6 in a big scoring affair there to keep their season alive. Yeah, I think the game is still going on right now. Tons of squares. I looked at the early update. Like, oh, man, look at this. The Astros just blowing it off the field before you could blink early mm -hmm. in that game. The White Sox came back yeah. and took the league and trounced the Astros in that one. And then lastly, the Boston Red Sox now on the brink of advancing thanks to a Vasquez walk-off home run in the bottom of the 13th inning, Donnie. Ground ball, ground rule doubles. Hey, how you like it out there? Put me as commissioner. I will fix so many things with Major League Baseball, including that ridiculous rule, Kevin. The Rays should have absolutely had a lead. And then baseball apparently rewards a guy not being actually good at fielding. Nice job, Major League Baseball. We're talking Sunday Night Football next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line, and we start with Sunday night football. Bills, Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs three-point favorites. They lose their third game of the season. Another loss at home as well. 38-20, to the final score. The game does get over the number as well. The Bills see Josh Allen total four touchdowns in the football game. He averaged over 20 yards per completion. Patrick Mahomes with multiple interceptions. We'll talk a lot about the Chiefs, but I want to give the Bills and Donnie their due because Donnie, again, the money line dogs just keep rolling in. 
And it's funny because I shouldn't doubt a guy that was perfect on the year on Moneyline Dogs, but I saw him submit the Bills last week in the pick six. And I went, oh boy, that's not a man that values his record. Tisk tisk on me, Donnie. You and the Bills get it done once again. You know what the best part about this, too, this Moneyline streak, is sometimes you don't want to overthink things, Kevin. If you remember in the summer, we were doing Dinger Tuesday here with the FanDuel Sportsbook. It wasn't an all-day capping experience. Like, let me get into the lab at noon, and I will emerge at 6.59 ready <laughs> for my home run swing gear. Not the case. Yeah. It was basically take a look at the card, see what makes sense, fire, and don't second-guess yourself. It's the same exact thing with the remedy that I'm using here, Kevin, in the NFL with Moneyline Dogs, particularly with the Buffalo Bills. I thought they were the better football team, but this wasn't something I capped all week. So, you know what? I think I like this game. And when it comes to pick these games out, Friday morning at 5 a.m. is when I make the decision on the Moneyline Dog, and it's worked wonderfully. 38-20 to 20 final. They were sensational. And I have to say, if you're looking at the new wave NFL, so much fun to watch two quarterbacks with absolutely cannons for arms go back and forth in a game i did think buffalo was the better team did i think they would win by 18 no i didn't usually touch and go it's hard to beat the kansas city chiefs but kevin as you said to start the show it's the two and three kansas city chiefs Mm -hmm. that is amazing to think about because now when you're talking about supremacy in the afc and even the afc west you might have a new sheriff in town here with the buffalo bills in the afc as we take a look right now at the FanDuel sportsbook outright to win the Super Bowl top of the hall top of the dogs Buffalo plus 550 as your favorite here as we sit on October 11th the thing about the Buffalo Bills is when they get performances like this from Josh Allen I have no idea how you beat them perhaps they have a claim to the best defense in the entire league and Josh Allen is making throws in that game that if I just put Mahomes' uniform on him, you would not think twice about it. From different angles, tons of arm strength with accuracy, and he was picking apart a secondary that is in outer space right now. Ground game did enough, of course, buoyed by Josh Allen's tremendous rushing effort in the football game right now. The Bills with not just, as Donnie said, a legitimate claim to the best team in this conference, but in the NFL overall. But on the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chiefs are not the best team in the NFL or the conference and maybe even their own division. When we broke this game down last week, I started to realize as this game got closer and closer, you know, Donnie lists reasons for liking the Buffalo Bills, the defense, Josh Allen playing good football. I realized the reason I liked the Kansas City Chiefs is because I couldn't wrap my head around this team losing again. That's not really a legitimate cap. And it turned out it wasn't. The Kansas City Chiefs lost again because they're not as good as they've always been. Their schedule has been brutal. Browns, Chargers, the Ravens, the Bills, Eagles got in the mix as well. They probably have played the other four best teams this conference has to offer. But what does that matter when they are one and three? Patrick Mahomes and the offense has to be perfect in order for them to win football games. And they're not perfect right now. They are turning the football over, whether that be a drop by Tyreek Hill that lands in a DB's hands and gets returned for a touchdown or just some bad mistakes on Mahomes overall and the defense is Swiss cheese and it's hard to see a world where that unit gets better do I think the Chiefs can make the playoffs as the schedule starts to lighten up yeah I do Donnie but the Chiefs are not playoffs or bust they're Super Bowl or bust and it's hard to make an argument that they're even a top three team in the AFC you're right, and if you take a look at the other side, what's the team they matched up in the Super Bowl with? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They don't look all that bored right now as they are rolling along here after that frustrating loss and a blowout loss to the Los Angeles Rams. Not so much for Kansas City, because we could say they're ultra-talented, Kevin, and I know even next week when you take a look at them playing Tennessee, your eyes start to go and say, well, that line, what's it going to be? And if it's cheap enough, I'm definitely going to take the Kansas City Chiefs because you can't stop Patrick Mahomes, but then you get yourself back into this rat race where you say they don't cover. Okay, they covered against the Eagles but outside of that for the past year it seems like Kevin it is a losing money proposition backing the Chiefs but yet next weekend when you see a light line with the Chiefs you're going to be all in or at least from the public perspective saying they can't lose again can they yeah they lost three other first five games this year and are not covering at a ridiculous clip at this point 
I love the Chiefs. I love that offense. I love Andy Reid. They are so hard mm -hmm. to bet against because psychologically, it's the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. You think of them as not losing games. Pencil win, 13 to 14 wins. It's what they do. Maybe not the case this year because that defense, you're right, Kevin, historically bad from what it looks like. Right now, if you have bet the opponent of the Kansas City Chiefs team total over, you have yet to lose. 5-0. and oh. And quite frankly, have you even really sweated out? Where, where have you been nervous this year? The birds cruised to a 30 spot, as did Baltimore. Browns put up 29, a 30 spot for the Chargers. The Bills this year cruised to 38. I mean, it's not close. See, the thing about the Chiefs is usually we're accustomed to them having a bad defense by contender status. No, they just have an awful defense. It's like them... Seattle and that horribly overrated Washington football team group that I told you about all preseason long. That team is so bad. And I think the reality for KC is maybe Mahomes can flip this thing around and there won't be any more turnovers. But again, that's going to just be to get them wins. It's not going to get them back to their dominant status here. Now, there's another game between the Chargers and the Browns that Perhaps those two teams want to be in the conversation for the top of the conference, but I will pin it to you like this because they're certainly now being booked this way, Donnie. Do you believe the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the AFC? I do believe that so, and that's what I in the FanDuel Sportsbook gave you a chance to you know rip off a Super Bowl winner, and every win that the team gets, you get a credit back to your account. And then the first thing that name that came to mind was the Buffalo Bills here, and this was one of those games, Kevin. I needed them to win because when you're talking about going on the road in an AFC Championship game or deep into the playoffs, that means a you're playing good football teams and you're playing in a pretty good home advantage environment. Now, if you can flip that back to Buffalo in January, freezing cold, with the Bills Mafia in the crowd going wild. This is a great chance for them to advance to a Super Bowl. I do think they're the best team in the AFC, Kevin, and I am going to stick with my original prediction. I had them going to the Super Bowl here before the season started. That was a monster win by the Buffalo Bills over the Kansas City Chiefs to sort of get those skeletons out of the closet and say, you know what, if we meet you again, number one, it's probably going to be in our building, and number two, now we know the game plan. Mm -hmm. And I think for Buffalo, as you talk about having the ability to let the conference run through Orchard Park, not only are they buoyed by a 4-0 start, a head-to-head -head victory over the Kansas City Chiefs, but apparently the AFC East is simply designed to have one good team and three horrible teams. The Pats, the Dolphins, and the Jets, all absolutely miserable. The Jets in London wasting time, the Dolphins' defense is now atrocious and the patriots made davis mills look competent for the first time since he had a stanford uniform on the state of that division has the buffalo bills as a minus 1800 favorite to win it and i quite frankly can't disagree we are coming up against the break right now here on the early line bills chiefs perhaps a battle of the two best teams in the afc Though Chargers-Browns would probably like to enter that conversation. Cleveland goes out there and puts up 42 in a loss. What is the deal with that defense? And is Justin Herbert maybe getting disrespected on the MVP odds? We break that all down next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back into the early line here on a Monday morning. Myself, Donnie Wrightside, along with Kevin Walsh, breaking down the NFL. That was on Sunday, and boy, did we get a good one out in Los Angeles. How about this one? Chargers, 47. Cleveland Browns, 42. Yeah, you guessed that right. 89 total points. Now, when we try to break this football game down, I always like to look at it where how were we coming into the weekend, and what were we looking at between these two teams? He said, boy, I think the Cleveland Browns defense is really good, and yeah, Justin Herbert is a good quarterback. Maybe it stays under the total. They almost hit the total in the fourth quarter alone with 41 total points. Now, if you guys have been watching the show, you know I am a huge fan of Justin Herbert. How about this stat line? 26 of 43. 398 yards and four touchdowns, and they needed every bit of it here. But also taking a look at Baker Mayfield, no slouch coming into the game. What did we expect? Oh, no. Torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder. Looked terrible last week. They got to rely on the run game. He's not going to be able to throw the ball that much. And then you take a look at the statistics at the end of the game. 23 of 32, 305, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And just like Justin Herbert, a passer rating of 122. Nick Chubb, how about his day? 21 carries, 161 and a touchdown with a long run of 52 yards. Oh, yeah, that included 7.7 yards per carry. So let me get this straight. Coming into this football game, we're taking a look at Baker Mayfield. He throws for over 300 yards and doesn't turn the football over. Nick Chubb, out of the backfield, 21 carries, 161. He scores a touchdown. Wait a second. This is a blowout by the Cleveland Browns. Not so fast because of how electric Justin Herbert and that Chargers offense is. Austin Eckler, I don't know where we find these type of players. 17 carries, 66 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. And Kevin also adding in five catches, 53 yards, and a touchdown. An offensive explosion on both sides. And I think for the Chargers, right, with the team coming away with the win and the 4-1 and one record, we talk about, you know, in the last segment, are the Bills the best team in the AFC? I think they're rightfully booked as such. Their defense is tremendous. And Josh Allen carries over pedigree last year from a top three MVP finish. But I think the Chargers absolutely can make a claim as well. Brandon Staley is the favorite for coach of the year. It's easy to see why. The trust that he has in Justin Herbert in this offense is just so fascinating to watch. Like last night, the Kansas City Chiefs, we're in spots where they're punting. And you're now, because of the way Brandon Staley operates with this Herbert office, like, why do the Chiefs ever punt? But it makes sense why the Chargers don't, because you look at the skill positions, right? The offensive line is doing a nice job, but Eckler is unbelievable playing like a top five running back in the sport. Keenan Allen is maybe not even the best wide receiver on his own team anymore, and that's not a slight. Mike Williams, 8-165 and two touchdowns, now kind of becoming customary here. And Justin Herbert is playing the quarterback position as well as anybody in the league right now, and they continue to trust him to go win games. At some point, Tristan Vicanziano, who was responsible for the only under so far in Chiefs games, and an enemy, no doubt about it, is going to cost this team games, but maybe not if he never sends him out there to kick field goals, and all they do is go for it, go for it, go for it, and then he can keep his misses to extra points and only cost them one on the board. If you look at the Chargers right now, not only that win against the Kansas City Chiefs, but they kind of put the Raiders in their place. And then this win over here against the Browns, they've got the Ravens on the docket. And that's going to be a phenomenal game last week. But I look at this Chargers team and four and one right now to that Chiefs two and three. I think you could. They're being booked at the same price, Donnie. I think you could justify moving the Chargers to favorites in the AFC West. 
Yeah, it's never too early to look also at some of the tiebreakers here, Kevin, because we're through five games in the season. If you take a look at the Chargers 4-1, and one, you take a look at even the Buffalo Bills 4-1, and one, but let's also remind who they lost to. The Chargers lost to the Dallas Cowboys, an NFC opponent. The Buffalo Bills lost to the Steelers, an AFC opponent. So they do have technically, you know, something in their, you know, sites that you can say, okay, we have the tiebreaker early. Let's continue to see how it works. But also, Kevin, you know me, I like to get out the crystal ball for the game and say, what if I told you this would happen? I still can't believe it because you're taking a look at Mayfield, who had a very good game. But if I were to mm-hmm. say to you, the Browns are going to hand the football off 35 times for yeah. 230 yards, 6.6 yards every time they touch the rock and score three touchdowns on the ground. I still can't believe they lost. But my favorite part of this game was Austin Eckler making one of the smartest moves you could possibly make out of a heady football player, running the football down to the two, sliding, and saying, okay, we're down points right now, but we're going to erase the rest of the clock and kick like a 21-yard field goal to walk off. And how about them handing the football off the next play? Eckler standing at the two-yard line, like, oh, they're just going to tackle me here, I'll go down. They pick him up and knock him into the end zone, which gave the, gave the Browns a chance to actually win that game. Now, did they know were the percentages lower, obviously, that they were going to win the game being down where they needed a touchdown with no actual timeouts left? Yes, but the game should have been over. Amazing stuff and heady defense. Credit the defense, Kevin, even though they gave up 47 points on the day. That was a very smart play by them. You know, it absolutely was. Again, to be fair, like, that was a miss by Staley. Just kneel the ball down. Like, yes. if the plan was, hey, Eckler, I'm going to hand it off to you and then stand still, just kneel it down. It, it actually accomplishes what you want to. Here's my thing on the Cleveland Browns. We open the show, I said, I know nothing. There's nothing I know less about than this defense here, right? You look what they did against Minnesota. I thought that was a phenomenal performance. And then I watched the Vikings play the Lions, and I have no idea. They obliterated Justin Fields in his opening start, but again, that was the opening start. Apparently, Matt Nagy had no idea what to do with Justin Fields at the time. Tyrod Taylor moved the ball up and down the field on this defense. Mahomes put up 33. The Chargers put up 47. Like, we talk about tiers. We talk about step-up in competitions, Donnie. I don't know what to make of the Cleveland Browns. Like, at Chiefs, at Chargers, two tough games, dogs in both games. Those aren't bad losses. Competitive in both of those games. Legitimate fourth-quarter leads in both of those games. But both losses. It feels like the Browns absolutely are inside the top five teams in this conference. But I think I'd probably still slot them as the fifth best team in the conference and maybe not higher. Yeah, two big-time games they had on the road where they had their opponents on the ropes by having double-digit leads and let them both slip away. And you're right. Sometimes you see that week-to-week in the NFL, the ebbs and flows and the momentum that you ride out. What gave you the indication based on like a few performances here that, hey, man, Cleveland's got a really good defense if they stick yeah. together. Then they get 47 drop on them in this game. And also keep in mind, as I said, a two-touchdown lead in this game. You have to be able to salt that one away. They weren't able to do it. They are immensely talented. I'm still high on the Cleveland Browns. I do think they get into the playoffs. And they're one of the teams that if you're looking from a – Chiefs perspective, from a Bills perspective, from a Chargers perspective, they're not the team I really want to face in the playoffs because if they come in healthy and hot, that is a tough team to watch up because, again, good offensive line. Defense has an electric pass rush. Great running backs. Obviously, Landry is going to come back, which adds another weapon to the wide receiving core. And also, if Baker Mayfield can get through the shoulder injury, this is a tough team. That's a bad loss yesterday. If you went on the road, Kevin, you were down the whole game, you fought, and it ended up 47-42, I understand. But you had a two-touchdown lead. You can't give that away. Absolutely not. Let's close out the AFC West while we have the opportunity to because... You now have the Denver Broncos and the Vegas Raiders blowing 3-0 leads in Golden State uh, fashion. Regardless, or 3-1 leads, rather. But still, Denver and the Vegas Raiders now losing consecutive games here, Donnie. Which of this team was more disappointing with the loss here? Both kind of favored in their spots. The Broncos let the Pittsburgh offense look competent. And the Vegas Raiders get held to nine points in their own building against the Chicago Bears. By far, it was the Raiders. It's not even close. Like, you had a team of the Chicago Bears coming wounded here. You had a rookie quarterback on the road who last time he played on the road was absolutely atrocious. And then if I told you, Kevin, once again, you know what? Fields didn't play well. We'll see what he does in his second road start here. And I said, all right, Kevin, I'm going to tell you, he threw for 111 yards. Oh, wait a second, Kevin. He probably had 100 yards on the ground because they weren't using the throw. He finished that game, three carries, four yards, and they won. And they won by double digits against the Raiders. A horrible week with, you know, emails being sent out and 
you know, trouble surrounding the organization and John Gruden, and they doubled down on Sunday with an equally horrendous performance. I don't know how they lost this game, but all those good wishes here that you had on the Raiders, maybe they're a really good football team. Look at the way they opened up. They should be able to handle the Chicago Bears because if you allow that little amount of yardage to a rookie quarterback, I, I don't – and they got beat 20-9. to nine. This was a devastating loss. Now, say what you want about the Broncos going on the road and losing to the Steelers. Steelers played well. It's still a road game. Okay, one-point number. The Vegas Raiders had no business losing this game to the Bears. And not only did they have no business doing it, Kevin, they embarrassed themselves in doing so. The thing is with Vegas, I think you're rightfully hard on that team. I think the Bears might be all right. They are 3-2. and two. The defense seems to be playing some very real football. At least Vegas can say they have some solid wins under their belt. Like, I don't know, going to Pittsburgh and keeping Big Ben in check here. I mean, goodness gracious, are the Denver Broncos like the biggest fraudulent 3-0 team we've ever seen in this league? I mean, you play the Jets, you play the Giants, you play the Jaguars. And what happened when Bishop Sycamore wasn't on the other sideline? You got your card pulled. You got your card pulled. You got embarrassed by Baltimore in your own building, held to seven points there. You claimed Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater. He came into this game, and if not for some garbage time touchdowns there, you were going to be lucky to even score a touchdown here against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, and Big Ben looked phenomenal. I mean, he was throwing chunk yardage all over, multiple touchdowns here. All of a sudden, the Steelers' offensive line can block as Najee Harris goes for a buck 22 on the ground i mean i don't know if you buy vegas or denver both wildly disappointing weeks here and their disappointing weeks have kind of kept the chiefs odds afloat in the afc west because it still feels like it's the chargers and the chiefs with denver and the raiders really having some ugly performances here in week five we finish up the afc who's the best team in the nfc we have that discussion next SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Show. Reggie had this this streak going, three receptions for X amount of games. They come up to me and tell me Reggie's only got one catch. There's a minute left, and now I got to find a way. We got to find a way to get this kid two more catches, and he gets cut in half on the first one. I thought we were gonna lose him. He was not <laughs> happy. <laughs> oh my God! He comes storming off the field, spiked the ball at me. I said, "That's taunting. That's 15 yards." <laughs> the Sports Grid Network.
back right here on the early line and we turn to what probably was the craziest game that week five has offered thus far with the Green Bay Packers and the Cincinnati Bengals 25-22 this game finished in overtime the kickers will not want to watch the tape of this one the Packers missed a field goal with two minutes and 20 seconds left and then the Bengals missed a field goal with 20 seconds left and then the Packers missed another field goal as time expired well then we went to overtime certainly the madness stopped Bengals throw a pick on the first play of overtime chip shot Crosby can't miss again 40 yarder doink no thank you Bengals go down all right well this will certainly be done they celebrate like they made the field goal they didn't they miss again and eventually mason crosby does kick a 49 yard game winner i actually still can't believe they let him go out there and kick that field goal donnie packers bangles absolute madness yeah it was madness especially for a guy sitting on a 22 and a half team total on the Bengals in this one but let's also take a look at the game in its totality right you're just saying like what what is the deal here with kickers and with coaches playing for long field goals we're not playing for a 27 yard field goal how many instances even at the end of the game I thought it was very questionable even though the kid on Cincinnati has a dynamite leg and hit a 57 yarder which was halfway up the crossbar which was no good but the issue was that is it was fourth and short so if you go for that and you don't get it, you don't have the extra yardage tacked on from the missed field goal of eight yards back. Say, so, oh, we're going to be a little bit longer here for the Packers to go. But also from a Bengals perspective, Kevin, if you got that first down, now you're looking at a closer field goal. And also in overtime, when it looked like you were going to pull out a miracle for the Bengals, you had that third and three, third and four, you hand the football off, and by like a half of a football, you miss getting the first down. All right, here comes the field goal kicker. But you're still looking anywhere over like, you know, 47, 48, 49 yards. That's still a long field goal to make with a lot of pressure. Kids smoke the field goal, and it ends up hitting the flag at the top for a no good. And also, Kevin, late in that game where Mason Crosby finally hits the 49-yarder, let's remember, it was third and 16, and Aaron Rodgers off his back foot through a lollipop, and Randall Cobb made a great play to get them back into mm -hmm. field goal range because if not, you would have had Cincinnati getting the football back with another chance to go down the field. Just a crazy game here overall. I thought the Bengals are 3-2, and two, and it's almost like they don't deserve a 3-2. and two. They should be a little bit better. That's a decent football team. They should have won that game, but they didn't. So this is why I wanted to make sure we talked about this game. I'm not sure the Bengals should have won the game. Mason Crosby has been absolute aces for the majority of his career. Missed three field goals and an extra point. Like, I knew the vibe of this game was going to be Green Bay deserved to lose. But did they? Like, because like, they went to a spot there in Cincinnati who was off extra rest, and they look like they're a better football team this year. I think a lot of people are going to leave this game down on the Green Bay Packers, Donnie, as we kind of take a look at the top of the NFC right now. I'm not saying the Packers are the best team in the NFC. I, I don't think that, but I didn't leave this game lower on Green Bay in the way that I think a lot of people will, and perhaps it sounds like yourself does as well. I, I, look, I'm still high on Green Bay, particularly as it pertains to the NFC. But that was one of those games where it's like, hey, you know, in the past, you should be able to put away the Cincinnati Bengals in that environment. But they weren't able to do so. Sort of pulled one out at the end of the game. But that's what Aaron Rodgers does. One of the best quarterbacks of all time. making clutch throw after clutch throw. And somebody, anybody covered Devontae Adams because he's wide open every single play and Aaron Rodgers always seems to find them but if you take a look at the NFC look at the leaders in the division 4-1 Dallas Cowboys 4-1 Packers 4-1 Buccaneers 5-0 Arizona Cardinals so if we take a look who's mm -hmm. the best overall team to me still it would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers well Donnie their defense is a little bit suspect on the back end they are right now because they're all injured those are not season-ending injuries. So if we're taking a look upon not getting devastating season-long injuries for any of these teams, Kevin, for me, it's still the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm impressed by the Arizona Cardinals sitting at 5-0. and I didn't think they would be 5-0 and at this point. And that was a gutty performance yesterday when you're supposed to beat that team with the rookie quarterback. You see so many teams that mm -hmm. aren't ready to make that jump in the NFL, Kevin, lose those type of games, a la the Las mm -hmm. Vegas Raiders. But they won at home. They kept their streak together in the playoffs in a tough division. But if I'm looking overall up and down, I still think for me, Kevin, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
Let's expand on the Bucks then a little bit here. They beat the Miami Dolphins 45 to 17. Tom Brady, for the first time in his career, a five-touchdown, 400-yard game, which is tough to believe here. But with all the weaponry that he has in Tampa Bay, absolutely lit up the Miami Dolphins' defense. Antonio Brown, 7-124, two touchdowns. Mike Evans, 6-113, and two touchdowns as well. Their offense dominated, and I think the Bucks very well could make a claim to the best offense in the entire NFL right now because there's few quarterbacks that you will trust more than Tom Brady still and the weaponry is elite and whether the defense gets right or not Donnie you're still gonna have to outscore this Tampa team and right now that's still a very daunting task for teams here and we've posed this question before but who is going to stop Tom Brady in this offense I don't know, and that's it. my favorite moniker in the NFL is I continue to tell people there really is no salary cap as long as your owner is willing to spend a lot of money in signing bonuses because the simple fact that you can have an, I don't know, dominant offensive line, the best quarterback of all time on a high salary, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin lock them up. Oh, yeah, along with Rob Gronkowski and O.J. Howard and still have enough to have a lot of superstars and high-paid superstars on defense. 45 to 17 final, 21 unanswered points here in the fourth quarter by the Buccaneers. When the game is on the line, or if you just have a single handicap game that you're looking for for the weekend, where are you coming from from a perspective to take another team against the Buccaneers? Because you're right, Kevin, right now, hey, the secondary, they can get after them. That secondary is going to get healthy. And then what are we talking about as a weakness here for the Buccaneers? Don't have one. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, though, if that secondary can get right. They are going to need it. The footnote on the Dolphins in this game, they're terrible. They're 1-4. and four. <laughs> Their defense was supposed to carry them. That week one performance against the Pats where they won 17-16 and they basically got the win because of a Damian Harris fumble looks very funny in the light. That team is not good of course we're talking the best teams in the afc the or the nfc rather the unbeaten cardinals of course are in the mix there five and oh they beat the niners they cover the five and a half point spread 17 to 10 is the final as far as the arizona cardinals go i feel like i will end up being the low man in the room for a lot of this season now that is of course relative do i think that the cardinals are one of the five best teams in the conference yes absolutely how could i not think that but I don't think they're the best team in the conference and still performances like this against the Niners where I understand why you're giving them credit Donnie because at the end of the day every single week in the NFL it's a grind to put a win up on the board and they've not done that all five weeks of the year so give them credit but I think we did see the conversation of Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo I'm not sure Trey Lance is ready to start in the NFL he's ready to run all over the field and he's a dynamic athlete no doubt he looked a mess throwing the football my new favorite trend in the NFL is when a quarterback's rookie of the year odds dip because he actually gets the starter job which happened to Fields and is going to happen to Trey Lance the Arizona Cardinals are 5-0 again you can't argue with 5-0 but I maybe would say Donnie they're closer to the fourth or fifth best team in the conference than the actual best team overall i can say it and when you take a look at rookie quarterbacks right when they get in the game then their odds drop here it's like similar just to being a backup quarterback the best job in town you're everybody's best friend until you have to play and they say this guy stinks what's he doing on the football team well that's what happens quite a bit but look at the 49ers here overall kevin because i, I do like the preface this it's a good win by the cardinals because they you know won by a touchdown at home division rival i understand that but this isn't the old school Niners team or even like from years past, two or three years ago, four years ago. The Kyle Shanahan led teams that had a dynamic offense, playmakers all over the field and a lights out defense. Defense still good. But if you're going to tell me this team has a rookie quarterback, no George Kittle and just says, hey, Debo, I hope you can make every single play for us in the <laughs> rushing game and in the passing game. That's not what we're used to here for the 49ers. They used to have explosive weapons and different ways yeah. to beat you, including, Kevin, a dynamic running game. Not from the quarterback position, but from the running back position under Kyle Shanahan. It's just not happening right now. We'll see if they get healthy. But George Kittle, what, out for at least three weeks here on the short-term IR. Mm -hmm. It's not going to get any better any sooner here. And maybe Jimmy Garoppolo comes back to steady that offense. But outside of that, things aren't looking up here for the 49ers so far early in 2021. Let me just quickly sneak in an offensive rookie of the year point. I have no idea 
how Mac Jones's family members are in charge of setting these numbers. I have no idea why he's the favorite. They should have lost to the Houston Texans. As Donnie has made the point all year long, they were supposed to be a playoff team and win 10 games. They're horrible. They will not be making the playoffs or winning 10 games this year. Like, going toe-to-toe with Davis Mills and maybe losing that quarterback battle, Jamar Chase should absolutely be in front of him. Maybe Devonta Smith as well. Probably Najee Harris. I I don't understand the whole Mac Jones thing. I will say this, though, Donnie. I thought once Trey Lance got the job in San Fran, you'd want to run to the window and back this guy. He's not holding this job. Garoppolo is back under center when this team comes off of their bye, which they're on this week. No, it looks like it as well. And also, keep in mind, you take a look at Jamar Chase here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, Kevin. A 4-1 to price here to win NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. 350 for Mac Jones. I have a feeling that it's going to go like this. Like, are you telling me if Jamar Chase ends up with double-digit touchdowns, well over 1,000 yards, let's just say double-digit touchdowns, 1,300 yards, what did he do wrong here? Because when I watch Mac Jones, oh, man, he's the best quarterback I've ever seen, and what a rookie here. No. When I watch Justin Fields, it's like, well, he's really learning on the job. Trey Lance, the same thing. Trevor Lawrence on a horrendous football team, but yet you have a kid in Jamar Chase that is dominating, dominating the NFL game, and it's almost like he gets downgraded because we expected it, and we didn't expect anything out of the rookies, and anything we get is a bonus. It's a wild scene right here because, to me, Jamar Chase is so far head and shoulders the best rookie out there, and he's not being priced yeah. like it. The thing on the mat, like when I say that he got outplayed by Davis Mills, that's not hyperbole. Mac Jones, 231, a touchdown and a pick. Davis Mills, 312, three touchdowns, no interceptions. It wasn't close. Like Davis Mills completely outplayed Mac Jones in this football game here. I, I understand that like MVP is a quarterback award. It should be. Offensive Rookie of the Year doesn't need to be a quarterback award. Like I would have voted for Justin Jefferson for Offensive Rookie of the Year last year because Herbert was great for a rookie quarterback. Justin Jefferson was a top five wide receiver in the NFL last year, legitimately made all pro teams here. I understand Mac Jones plays quarterback. I don't know if he's playing it all that particularly well. Once again, Jamar Chase is performing like a top 10 wide receiver in this league. It's very, very bizarre. To bring full circle the conversation on the best team in the NFC, I still do submit the LA Rams as my choice for the best team in this conference. I think there is enough on the defensive side of the football with maybe the league's best player in Aaron Donald, the best corner in Jalen Ramsey, and talent throughout all three levels to make the plays with an offense that is both dynamic through the air, thanks to Matthew Stafford's big arm that opens up different plays for a tremendous head coaching, Sean McVay, and a ground game between Henderson and Sony Michelle that will make it difficult on teams. For the Rams, though, they obviously played a game on Thursday night football where them getting a win was a big story. But far from the biggest headline, when we talked about this game on Friday, we knew Russell Wilson was injured. The extent, though, changes the landscape quite a bit. We'll talk about Russ on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here, quick segment before we hit hour number two of the early line. We'll start things off with college football talk. We'll give you a preview for today's four-pack of Major League Baseball postseason action. Little birds, and of course, Monday night football is around the corner. But we got to quickly talk about Russell Wilson, Don, because when we talked about this game on Friday, we knew he was hurt, but I didn't know if he was going to even miss any time, much less six to eight weeks the seattle seahawks turn the football over for over a month now to g no smith it's very interesting that Geno smith is now getting a chance here and also kevin did you watch the football game where they played against the rams and you saw him get banged up with his finger i was like russell wilson is as tough as they come he'll be back in the next series and it's not even gonna be like anything mm-hmm. happened out here let alone, as we know now, six to eight weeks, maybe at the longest. We know he's a quick healer here. He'll probably be back or fighting to get back on the football field earlier than later. But a team that's under 500 now going to the Steelers, which you were laughing at, maybe looks like they might be able to be a formidable opponent, at least on the road. Then you get the Saints. You do have the layup here with the Jaguars. But after that, from the bye at the Packers, Cardinals at Washington, 49ers, which will probably be healthy. This is a tough stretch here for the Seattle Seahawks. And they are not in an easy division where you can get away, Kevin, with nine and sevens out here or nine and eights and get in the playoffs. This is a troubling season for Seattle. And Russell Wilson has a lot to do with that being injured. When the news broke, I ran to the FanDuel Sportsbook just to get a snapshot of where some of the Seattle odds were. And one thing that jumped out was their adjusted season win total was nine and a half with minus 130 juice to the under. That new number has not been posted yet, but I anticipate it will be nowhere near that number because not only do they no longer have Russell Wilson, they still have a defense that is giving up a historic amount of yardage right now. Geno Smith plus a bad defense sounds like a recipe for disaster in Seattle. We'll obviously have to monitor that situation closely when some of those odds do come available. All right, take a break and close out hour number one. Up next, hour number two on Sports Group. Sports info is everywhere. We cut through all the clutter and bring you actionable insights and expert perspectives every Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.